Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money, all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since we discovered Spotify for Podcasters, we have added question box to hear our community's thoughts on our episodes, polls to ask questions on what they think, and so much more. We highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Hey everyone, estás escuchando So Violentos on Macabro Podcast. Yo soy Ali. Y yo soy Di. Y Di hoy les va a contar de un caso que sucedió en una ciudad en el estado de Morelos. New beginnings are considered to be a new chapter in one's life with the possibility of a better future, especially when it's one of your own family that gives you the opportunity to live in their home and start that new beginning. But what happens when that same family that is supposed to welcome you with open arms decides that the property where you live at is worth more than your own life? This is the feminicidio of Margarita Ceseña Martinez. Advertencia. La información de este caso puede ser desencadenante para algunos. Tenga en cuenta que algunos de estos casos pueden involucrar menores de edad, abuso, violación o violencia. Escuchen con precaución. Warning. The information on this case can be triggering to some. Please be advised that some of these cases may involve children, abuse, rape, and violence. Listen with caution. daños nada más para la tienda, pero no se enfocaron en mi hija. Le dijeron que, que no, ella dijo que iba a demandar a las personas que, que la habían agredido y me comenta mi hija que, que cuando ella llegó a ese lugar le dijeron que, que esas agresiones que ella llevaba, esos golpes, esos reguños no procedía y que pues eso este la tenía que haber casi media muerta para que hicieran caso. Esas personas pues la verdad la, la primera vez la golpearon, la resguñaron, le quitaron una perforación de su oreja y los hombres la patearon en sus partes íntimas hasta cansarse, este se subían en su cabeza, la aplastaban y la pateaban. Eso fue la primera agresión, ya la segunda fue cuando ya me la fueron a quemar. 
Margarita Ceseña Martínez era una mujer de 30 años, originaria de Ecatepec, Morelos, que se mudó a Cuautla, Morelos, el 13 de diciembre del 2021, ya que su tío se iría a los Estados Unidos y le ofreció cuidar de su casa en Cuautla, Morelos. Durante este tiempo, Margarita se había separado de, su, de los padres de sus hijos. Ella tenía tres hijos. Una, una bebé de, de, de meses like a toddler and then like a preteen no se separó de su, de su pareja yes, se separó, se separó okay. del papá de sus hijos y she decided to move to Morelos to start a new beginning I mean uh, to Cuautla okay. to start a new, new beginning since she separated from her husband and there's not a lot like of what happened to her marriage but they said that they just separated and um, she wanted to move just so she could you know provide for her own children and, and have a better future durante la mudanza de Ecatepec a, a Cuautla, ella se decidió, decidió mudarse con sus tres hijos y su madre. Y se iba a ir a la casa de su tío que tenía en Cuautla. So, he had a house there. He had already built it and everything. And he was living in the United States. And when Margarita decided to, to separate from her husband, he offered her the house because she knew that she needed a place to go. So he offered her the house and um, offered her to take care of the house. Just, you know, to do the routine maintenance, like clean it, take care of it, you know, just live there while he was in the States. Al llegar a la vivienda, uh, Margarita se dio cuenta que la familia, que técnicamente su familia también, no les encantaba la idea que ella se mudara a la casa. What happened was that ellos estaban rentando esa casa. Ella, ellos tenían esa casa ocupada y estaban agarrando ingresos de esa casa. El tío de, de Margarita no sabía que él, ellos estaban, you know, making money out of his house. So he just assumed that they were taking care of the house and that, you know, they were just using it like daily use. But it turns out that they were actually renting the property. So when Margarita arrived, she told her tío, you know, somebody's already living there and like they're like our family is getting rent from it and i can't move there so the, so the team, people that were staying there was not family it no, was just it was just somebody that was living yeah okay. or somebody from okay. the pueblo because it's like a really small pueblo the el tío le dijo a la familia que tenían que desocupar el, el la casa porque ellos iban a mudar allí y el ellos, pues, you know, they kicked the people that were living there out of that home. But during this time, ellos empezaron a agarrar un enojo hacia Margarita y hacia su mamá y a sus hijos. Just because they decided to move there. Es so el, when you say ellos, do you mean like the family or the ones that got kicked out? The family. So the ones that got kicked family. out just left. Yeah. They were fine. They just left. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Pero family. La familia upset. que estaba rentando la casa se, se enojó. Mm -hmm. Tenían enojo contra ellos porque se mudaron a esa casa. Pues so, estaban agarrando ingresos. They were getting yeah. money. They were getting money. Yeah. with Margarita coming in. She they wasn't that the, the, the money was over. Ah, okay. So to clarify it, para que no haya tanto confuso, um, Margarita... Su mamá se llama Andrea. Y Andrea tiene una hermana llamada María de la Cruz. María de la Cruz y Andrea son hermanas. María de la Cruz estaba enojada con Margarita y con Andrea porque ellas se mudaron a esa casa. 
and no, she her was own sister. Yeah, so she was making money out of that house. Y las hijas de Maria de la Cruz son primas con Margarita. So it was like mm -hmm. primas contra primas, hermanas contra hermanas. Hermanas contra hermanas. Yeah. So that's just so you guys can picture how you know. Uh, to get a clarification of what's going on because i know that when i was listening to the story there was a lot of confusion who was who so kind of had to clear all that up <laughs> okay okay cuando la familia decidió moverse a la casa um, ellos se iban a encargar de limpiar de hacer el mantenimiento a la casa y también eh, en ese momento, Margarita le había dicho a su tío que ella se iba a encargar de, de vender ropa en los tianguis y en los mercados para poder, um, I guess, to keep the maintenance up in the house and give him some sort of payment for living there. But mm -hmm. he refused. He literally just wanted to give him the house and have them live there. So, yeah. So what she ended up doing is que empezó a guardar el dinero que estaba ganando cuando estaba vendiendo ropa que, que se encontraba o que le daban. Y con ese dinerito eh, construyó una, una tiendita al lado de, de la casa. So la vivienda en los videos ves que es, ves como que si es un, una calle, como la mitad de una calle más bien. Y en una parte de la, de la calle es la casa. Y en, una, en un pedacito chiquitito, chiquitito, está la tienda. Donde venden así refrescos y papitas y pan. Así como una tiendita en, en México, ¿verdad? Las chiquititas. Uh -huh. Y con los ingresos que estaba ganando, le compraba mercancía y, y más bien este... She just did a, the upkeep on the, on the tienda. And the fact that they were doing this, the family didn't really like that. So... What's wrong with this family? Right. They were... Envidia. Like, you should be happy that your family está saliendo adelante. Exactly. Right? I mean, it, like, if you think about it, you're like, that's your family. Like, you would yeah. want to help them, especially if she's not doing anything. You All she's doing is trying to provide for her family, and yet you're out here, like, hating on her for no reason. But sometimes... Money to some people means more than family. Yeah, it does. Daniela, la hermana de Margarita, declaró en El Universo, un noticiero, que el 15 de mayo, después de tanto discusión y tanto argumentos contra la familia, finalmente es cuando estos familiares atacaron a Margarita. El 15 de mayo del 2022, eh, la atacaron, la tiraron en el piso le golpearon. Su mamá uh, dice que hasta le golpearon en sus partes privadas y le cortaron el pelo con tijeras y la maltrataron hasta el punto de que estaba en el piso. Y cuando los separaron, Margarita se levantó y decidió poner cargos contra ellos. When she wanted to put her denuncia, las autoridades le respondieron que no podían proceder con, con los cargos porque no tenía lesiones mayores y que también hold on, What? y que también ellos declararon que esto era problemas de familia no fucking way oh my god yes 
So all of this is according to Daniela, which is Margarita's sister, and Andrea, which huh. is Margarita's um, mother. And there's even some Facebook test text messages that um, have surfaced uh, on some websites where it shows that she took pictures of her bruises and her hair and, and all of these things. And it says, like, in the text messages that, that like, more Margarita is telling them, like, they didn't want to proceed with the denuncia because they said that these weren't like these weren't like bad enough to be considered as like any sort of like threat to her life. Una de las entrevistas hasta la mamá de Margarita declara que eh, uno de los oficiales dijo que aunque like, la única manera que pueden hacer algo es que si su vida está en peligro. Like, to the point that she has physical damages to her, to the point where she's almost dead. And Andrea's like, well, my daughter's dead now, so what are you going to do about it? So that's how, like, levemente llevó la policía el caso desde el comienzo. Like, they didn't want to put anything on record that she was being maltratada by her own family members. That's scary. Right? I've heard, you know, just in general, like the stories and in cases, it, as you've heard, it, oh, the police won't do anything until there's like an accident, someone's dead, which is, that's frightening. It is. It is because then it's like, when is, right. the, when is the proper time to actually go to the authorities if they're not going to exactly. do anything? Exactly. Like, okay, you're like, what's the point when you're dead already? Yeah. Like exactly. And that's like what her mother says. It's like, what's the point of her trying to stop this then like trying to stop them by going to tell you, hey, this is what they're doing to me. And for you to kind of nonchalant be like, Oh, well that's family issues. That's not our problem. That's your problem because it's your family. And it's like, no, does it always have to be like a partner? Does it always have to be like like a stalker or like a serial killer or something for you to like pay attention can it just be like my own aunt and my cousins doing something to me where you have to put a stop to this it's like to them it's like they didn't care at the, about the fact that it was like her own family that was trying to you know hurt her so according to an interview with imagen radio uh, margarita's mother actually says that on the evening of july 1st of 2022 she and her daughter were sitting outside of their store that they owned and um like i explained like the it's kind of on the side street so they had like a little a little step um i don't know if like when you go to mexico usually these little stores have a little step for you to go yeah. into the store well they were sitting on that side like on the step y dice margarita que estaban ahí sentadas que estaban tomando un refresco y estaban viendo a los hijos menores de Margarita jugar afuera de la tienda. Well, they, you know, they relaxed when they were not busy. Y dice que en este momento, María de la Cruz started yelling at Margarita and Andrea and telling them that they like she wanted to talk to them, that she wanted to resolve the fact about the house and wanted to um, just talk to her about the house. During this moment, she was trying to lure um, Margarita and uh, Andrea to the street so they could, quote unquote, talk. 
at the same moment at the same time she says that she saw margarita i mean um maria de la cruz y su hija menor que they don't mention in the news articles because she's underage and uh natalie which is her daughter and her both of her hus- their husbands walk towards them in the middle of the street with so machetes five against one against yes. two yes with machetes i know i know what yeah i yeah <laughs> so okay, who had the machetes los dos hombres dicen que la no explican muy bien quién las tenía yeah, yeah. pero no. according to my understanding and how the mom says it is that que las las hijas tenían el machete y que Maria de la Cruz was the one yelling and then um, they were approaching them during the time that they were approaching them um, Andrea actually yelled back at her sister saying leave them alone or else or else I'm going to start you know yelling at you and, and fighting with you leave them alone Right when she was telling them that, she told the two youngest kids to hide in the store, behind the door of the store, to like, kind of just like hide away there so they don't do anything to them. And in that moment, Margarita's oldest son goes out into the street where her mother, with his mother and his grandmother are at. And he starts to record a video. In this video, you really can't see what's going on. You just hear a lot of yelling. But in one scene specifically, you see this man carrying a gasoline container and walking behind them. But he looks like very like nonchalant, just walking behind them. Like he's not going to do anything. And in that moment, he drenches Margarita in gasoline. And then also spills some over to Andrea and to her oldest son, um, Margarita's oldest son. And right then and there, her uh, Andrea and Margarita's son uh, run a little bit further out because they didn't know what was put onto them. So when they were walking out of that area, they hear Maria de la Cruz and her daughter scream, like to light up a match, light up a match. Oh my God. And in that moment, um, the husbands, one of them lights up a match, flicks it at Margarita, and she engulfs in flames. Andrea says that when she turned around to see what was going on, that her daughter was screaming because she was, in, she was set on fire and she runs into the store and burns some of the material when she runs into the store. And that's when the mother, Andrea, goes in there, pulls her daughter out and rolls her on the, on the ground outside of the, of the store to like stop the fire from like engulfing any more of her body and rolls her around in there. When the neighbors start hearing this uh, commotion, they get out of their houses and start helping them um, to extinguish the fire and to extinguish the fire that was caused inside the store. In that moment, um, one of their neighbors actually comes running out and says, we need to take her to the hospital. 
she needs to go to the hospital. We cannot wait for the ambulance because the ambulance is going to take forever to get here. We need to take her to the hospital now. So he takes her to the hospital while Andrea stays behind with her grandkids. She tries to calm her grandkids down and puts them inside the house and tries to comfort them while the neighbor takes his daughter to the hospital. When Margarita arrives to the hospital in in Gualta, sorry, it's a hard name to pronounce, they automatically decide to transport her via um, helicopter to uh, La Ciudad de Mexico and to incubate her because 70 to 80% of her body was burned in two two to three degrees. Like, in Espanol se dice segundo a tercer grado. Don't know how to really translate it in English, but that's what it said on the documents. Once she was um, taken to the hospital and they realized what she was, what happened, they automatically incubated her and decided to put her put her in, in incubation um, to see how long she could, if she could survive the, the burn. Once she was incubated, uh, Andrea says that she went to, you know, see where her daughter was and they told her what was going on and where she was taken. So she decided to place a denuncia against her family members. And she says that during the time that she called the police, they, they took their time to actually come to the home. They said that when she asked about them, like, what are you going to do now? My daughter is like in the hospital. What is the next step? What do I need to do in order to place uh, a denuncia contra mi familia? And the officer was like very carelessly said, oh, no se preocupe, vamos a mandar a alguien a tomar fotos del local. Y la mamá dijo, ¿cómo que del local? Yo estoy hablando de mi hija. Yo quiero tener respuestas sobre mi hija. ¿Qué van a hacer? Mi hija está en el hospital. Y los oficiales le dijeron, no se preocupe, señora. Vamos a clausurar el local. Vamos a ver de los daños. So they were very... Yeah, exactly. She was asking about her daughter and what were they going to do in order to resolve her daughter's case. And they were more worried about the location and the burning of the items within the location. That's according to Margarita's mother and the statement that she gave to um, her, an interview with Imagen, Imagen Radio. She said that the police literally took forever to actually put a boletín de búsqueda para encontrar la familia de, 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 de Margarita y de Andrea. She says that her daughter actually died 24 days after being incubated because a bacteria infected her body causing her death. And during the time she was incubated, she actually um, suffered three heart attacks during the time she was incubated. So sadly, she suffered so much 
I mean, she had, you said, third degree burns. Yeah. In like 70 to 80% of her body. Yes. That, that pain that she must have felt. Definitely. That horrific image for her son and her mom's, like, seeing her in pain. Yeah. She says that her daughter was hospitalized and they couldn't even go inside to see her because of the state she was in. And they would they were hoping that she would survive because of the quick actions of her neighbors and and the transportation yeah. of, of her daughter from from Morelos to Ciudad de Mexico. But it was it was just it was too bad. It was horrible. And that the police actually decided to put a bulletin out for the arrest of her family three days later after her bureau, um, su funeral. So three days after, so she died on the 24th. So the 25th, 26th, 27th, they sent out a missing report for the capture of the people that murdered her. So they waited until she actually passed away in order for them to put a, a, a report for their capture. He did. He had right. a video where it shows them attacking them and like amenazándolos y todo with a recording of the guy with the canister of gasoline. And they 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 decided to wait well technically 24, 25, 26, 27 days in order for them to actually send out a bulletin with information of of the ones that were responsible for her death. That's a whole month. They could be anywhere at this point. Yes. So, in fact, después de 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 todo de de todo este caso, de, después de que su hija fue like in, um, incubated, the police actually went up towards her and said, "Do you have any details of where your family could be?" And she says, "To be honest, I have no idea." They could be, they said that they were going to go to a farm, en un ranchito, pero nunca dijeron dónde. Y luego dicen que el, el, the main suspect, the one that was carrying the gasoline canister, is de Puebla. So he could have gone back to Puebla and, and they could have escaped over there. But the police took so long that they don't know where they're at anymore. Y la, and they la, don't know uh, Margarita. Uh, Margarita and Andrea, Andrea, uh-huh. right? Yeah. They don't know who this guy is, like the one no. giving up the gas. No. Like they... the, according to them, he's the husband of either one of the daughters or the or the the mother, the grandmother, basically, or whatever. Oh, okay. So, so todavía está involucrado en la familia. So. Yeah. Él, él es el esposo. Nomás dijeron que es esposo, pero no dijeron que si eran de las hijas de María Cruz, de María de la Cruz o el esposo de María de la Cruz. Oh, yeah. So they don't know. It just says esposos. Um, so that's what they're saying. They're saying that they don't know how, like where they're at, where they're located, um, and that they're just on the look for these runaways, which they could literally be anywhere at this point, you know? Hasta el momento, María de la Cruz Martínez, que viene siendo la, la hermana de Andrea, eh, mamá de Margarita, y Natalie Carre- Carreño Martínez, que viene siendo la prima de Margarita, 
Leobardo Celón Cortés, que viene siendo el esposo de, de Natalie, y Primitivo Rangel Atempa, que viene siendo el, la persona que, que los, los, la, le puso la gasolina a Margarita y la prendió en fuego, um, están en la fuga. No saben dónde están, no tienen detalles de dónde se pudieron ir, solo saben que pueden estar en Puebla porque Primitivo es de Puebla, entonces él puede estar en Puebla ahorita pero en sí no, no tienen ni una ubicación de dónde pueden estar. Entonces, so, think que cuando dijiste que venían con, con machete, con los machetes, ¿do you think que hicieron eso para distraerlas, para que yeah. en eso el otro llegara por atrás con, con la gasolina? Yeah. That was the point. They weren't probably going to hurt them with the machetes. It was just as a distraction. Yeah, so... Personally, I don't feel comfortable posting the video of what happened on, oh, yeah. on our Instagram. But yes, so based on the video that her son, that Margarita's son recorded, he's recording and it's the Maria de la Cruz y sus hijas uh, approaching them with machetes. And then when he pans out to record the uh, primi primitivo, that's what his name is, he's walking mm -hmm. right by them, almost like so they could focus on the people that were with the machetes and not focus on him so they were like the distraction and he was the the one that was going to do everything in the background so if it wasn't for her son recording them and then kind of pan out to to the suspect they wouldn't have known who was the one that threw the gasoline so thankfully well, at that point it would have been just their word yeah it would have just been the word no. yeah yeah So luckily he recorded them and then the the suspect that drenched his mother in gasoline. So um, that's how they have evidence and proof on on what happened that day. And it still sucks that even they they even though they had concrete evidence, they still didn't manage to work fast enough in order to capture these people. I know that, like, you know, when the events happened, their main concern was to keep Margarita alive. So, yeah. se fueron a la fuga right away. But the fact that they don't know where they're at at the moment, because police decided to take forever to post, to post about them, just shows the lack of empathy that the authorities had on this case and on the family. Even from the beginning, from, from the first attack. And even Daniela, which is Margarita's um, sister, she says that she was a very happy person. She was very kind. She was always willing to put somebody's, like, put a smile on somebody's face. And she was very hardworking and loved her children and, and wanted to provide the best for her children. And even if she was sad, she, the last thing she wanted to show was her sadness. And even uh, after separating from her 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 partner and moving away and, and trying to start all over her motivation had always been her children and to provide the best life for her children and she didn't do anything to them she didn't provoke them she didn't fight with them all she did was tell them leave me alone and all they wanted to do was fight her for the property 
So at what point is a property worth more than somebody else's life? You know? Because at the end of the day, they're still running away from the law. It's not like they're going to come back and live in the same place. You know? Exactly. It's not the house going to be theirs or anything. They left kids without their mom. Yeah. They left this trauma. Yeah. And everyone, like, that's, it's so horrific, that scene. I cannot imagine what this family went through, seeing these kids, seeing their mom. Like, that. that's just, that's, that's, that's heartbreaking. That's, you know, trying to turn off the flames and just that, that's so horrific. It's, yeah, that's not, that's not right. That, that pain is just, it's unbearable. It truly is because, I mean, just the thought of 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 having to see somebody being set on fire like that is, it's horrendous. It's it's terrifying. And and I forgot it where I had seen it, but they had like one of the worst ways to die is actually being burned alive, you know. And and sadly, she had to go through that, and it was all because of a property that she didn't even like you know begged for or anything they they offered no. it to her you know she didn't yeah. even steal from them like her uncle actually gave her the property he offered her the property allowed her to make this little store in, in her home like he was the one that was trying to help her and these family members didn't want to accept that and and were greedy and selfish and decided to kill this woman just because of a property that they can't even enjoy at this moment anymore, you no. know? And the guilt probably can uncle siente. Oh, without a doubt. Trying to, you know, just... He had, exactly. He was doing out of a good place. He had a good yeah. heart. And then for this to happen. Exactly. Exactly. It's terrifying. As of today, around 23 women have been victims of feminicidios in the state of Morelos. According to Animal Politico, in 2021, health authorities reported that 98 attacks have been resulted in burns against women using fire, steam, and hot substances. Out of those 98, 71 of those cases were actually reported to authorities. And 74 of those 98 were actually women of 18 years or older. As reported by Nadia Gasman de la Institución Nacional de Mujeres, many of these feminicides are done because it's a way to tell their victims, I was here, I'm going to leave a mark on you for life. Pues, la verdad, no tengo idea. Pues mis niños se quedan conmigo porque pues es lo único que me tenían. La verdad nada más era yo y mi hija y mis niños y nos apoyábamos. Y ahorita que ya no está ella pues yo tengo que luchar para ellos. And that's the case of Margarita Sencella Martínez. That last statement you made. That last statement. That was. That was powerful, right? That was really powerful, yeah. It's unbelievable what these family members did and what they were thinking. Yeah. 
And this kind like, of reminds me of, of the case like, that I, did I last week, it. where it's like somebody that they least expected decided to do yes. some sort of yeah. attack on on them, um, just because. Like there was no exact reason on why, and, and it's not like there has to be a reason to kill somebody, but like, it's it was done out of of anger, you know. It, it hurts so much and, more when it's a family member. Of course, yeah. It's so much harder to believe when it's a family member. And yeah. I was gonna say I I can I can understand why they were probably like upset, like oh man, you have to be most you know, this income, maybe they, the income that they were getting from the other people that were renting was helping them in whatever way. Okay, I get it, but you don't go and kill someone. You don't go and do this to someone. There's exactly. other ways to get the money. Exactly. Like, you don't this to someone. That's not right. That It doesn't, it, you know, it's nothing ever justified by someone with her, another person. Exactly. At this point, it's like you you now don't even have that land, first of all. Um, second of all, you killed an innocent person for for something that, that, at the end of the day, you could have lost either way. Because, you know, that person that owned that property could have, you know, kicked you out a long time ago. And could have seen what you were doing and wasn't aware I mean didn't want you to do it and they could have kicked you out or they could have charged you for that money or they could have done something with it you know and then third of all you left children without their mother you know like first they they go through the separation of their mother and father and now less than a year later you, you take away their mother witnessing it yeah I mean, what what's engraved in my head was the fact that this mother runs into the store being engulfed in flames and her children had to see her that way. That's like their last image of their mother, you know? The little kids in the store and the son that was recording the whole thing. It's like, you cause so much trauma, not just to, you know, to to the kids, but also everybody around you. And it's it's unjustifiable. Y luego dijiste que uh, María de la Cruz. Yeah. Que iba con su, también con otra niña menor. Like she was underage. Era yeah. su hija o hija, hija. de la, es It, hija de María, María de la Cruz. According to, because it, it The, the case is so recently like it's it, it was a month ago that it happened a lot of the information is kind of blurred some say okay. that some say that it was Maria de la Cruz's daughter and um, some speculate that it was like Nat Natalie's daughter Natalia? yeah mm-hmm. uh, so it, it, it's not sure it's almost like also like where it says that a tío gave her the house and some say a primo did So, even if I do get some kind of parts of the story wrong, it's what, like, most of the articles say. Um, but okay. other articles say differently. Um, okay, but just even her, like, even that, like, we don't know how old she was. She was under eight. Yeah. To, to be a part of this, to witness her family 
doing this to their own family. Yeah. Like, a lo mejor ya ni sabía lo que se estaba metiendo. I don't know how old she is, but still to witness her family doing this. Yeah. So this was the case for this week. Um, we are very interested in what you have to say about this case or any of the other previous cases. Um, just as a, you know, food for thought, you could always um, reply to us on DMs or on um, Facebook messages or even at our uh, Gmail. We'll attach everything below um, in the description of this episode. Um also, we want to give a thank you to everybody that has um, started following us and has been listening to the podcast. We really appreciate everything that you do. And, and welcome. And welcome. Yeah. Welcome to uh, the new listeners. I know. Definitely. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Enjoyed listening to us talk about these stories. And um, yeah. Um, if you want to follow us, uh, you could follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as at SVSM underscore podcast. Or you could find us on Facebook as Sovilentos and Macabro Podcast. Um, also, you can listen to other episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, and more. Um, at uh, If you look up Sovilentos and Macabro Podcast. Um, and you can find us on Anchor FM too, just in case. You know, cover all your bases. Um, and yeah, uh, let us know what you think. We will add some polls underneath this episode also, so you could interact in there if you want. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think. Um, but until then, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Talk to you guys next week. Yes, we'll talk to you next week. Um, so yeah, bye. Yeah, have a great rest of your week. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Stay spooky.